Welcome back to Innovation Through Insights, where we talk about online business writing and how to monetize your offer online. I'm your host, Kieran, and today we have Ken, who is a blogger with over 100,000 views on his writing. He talks about the art of writing online and the potential crypto. Before we jump in, I have a favor to ask. If you enjoy the episode, drop a follow or like, depending on if you're on Apple Music or Spotify. And if you really enjoy the episode, drop us a five-star rating. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy, my friends. Brother Ken, welcome on the pod. How are you doing? Let's go! I'm so hyped to be on this, yo. What? I'm so excited. I'm good, bro. How are you? doing amazing man doing amazing i really wanted to ask quickly before we start like you've grown your twitter in such a different way i think to the usual you've leveraged which not many people do is twitter spaces right yeah. you kind of had this series every month every um sunday morning and that's just like supercharged twitter growth man like how where did that idea come around for the writers guild shit um well you're you're a part of that right because we did the first one together so at first it was just an idea like a really small concept i had heard about spaces like everybody else and i was really curious to see how it would work because i had my podcast already and i was already talking to a lot of people on money twitter through the podcast and um what better way to kind of grow an audience by doing one in real time so in my opinion, I was like, okay, cool. I know I want to do this. I just don't know if anyone would show up. Cause like you said, I was so small. So then I was like, shit, well, I talked to Kieran almost every day. <clears throat> talked to Dakota all the time. And I talked to Steve pretty much all the time. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it with as much ammo as I can. And uh, we did the first one and we had a pretty decent turnout more than I thought. And I don't remember how long ours were, was, maybe like 45 minutes or something like that, half an hour. And that was it. That was all I needed to, like, chase it and want to do it again, you know? So, yeah, that's kind of everything. Yeah, when we did the first time, I had, like, maybe a peak to 40 um, listeners. Yeah. But then, like, your, some of yours have gone to, like, 150, 200. Since. <laughs> like, that's a lot of spaces as well, people that don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a ton on spaces. And like you said, I mean, I was a smaller account. I'm still pretty small. Um, I hit the thousand mark maybe two weeks ago. So yeah, spaces has been a big part of that. Um, and I guess it's a testament too. like people just really are looking for that type of content. But since spaces is so yeah. new, there's really not too many people who are catering towards writers and content creators, with the exception of you, Dan Coe. Um, David Mendez, you know, there's definitely a few people out here, Jimmy, uh, who are doing those great things, but people want that knowledge and, uh, it's fun on Sundays. Like everybody pulls up. So yeah, I think that's it's part of it. A day to do it as well. I think, I think it's not the perfect day. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah, people are just chilling. They just jump on Twitter. They see the space. And then especially when you got like, I mean, even people like Dan Coe just hop in. They just hop in. Bro, like, you know, you didn't crazy. invite them. They just hop in. How crazy was that? Dan Co. So, uh, yeah. yeah, when Dan came, like, you know, I didn't ask him to come. You know, how do you get Dan, how do you get Dan to come to something, right? Like, you you don't. He does it. He just does it if he feels like it, and he's so busy, you know. And um, so for him to have came was, like, a really big moment, obviously. And that was a really fun space. We were already having a blast anyway. And um, for, for him to have pulled up, that was, like, fuck. That was, like... That was definitely the confirmation I needed to be like, okay, I got to make it my duty to keep this going for as many Sundays as I possibly can. There's no doubt. And you're the most consistent with it. Like, no one's... Like, you're probably the, the, the spaces guy now. Like, you know, <laughs> you know when, they look at the, when they look at your account, they're like, okay, this guy's the spaces host. You know, yeah. We, that's how you know they know you. Yeah, bro. I don't know how this... I'm just... I think I just lucked out, honestly, because, like... I don't, I don't know. And I tell everybody every Sunday, like, please don't think that I know what I'm doing, you know? And that's the fun part, though. You don't have to act like you know what you're doing the whole time. I mean, 
I got on Twitter to really document my journey anyway. So Spaces has become a big part of that. You've become a big part of that too. I mean, you're, you're there pretty much every single Sunday, um, which is also a big reason why it's so much fun. Cause it's like, we're talking to people that, you know, I'm talking to people that I talk to off of Spaces. So it's, it's, you, you feel that energy, you know, it doesn't feel forced, which is probably also why I'd imagine people like it so much. Yeah, like, and it's the kind of, like, there's so many accounts, right, on Twitter, but you don't ever see them, you just see what they mm-hmm. tweet, you just see them through writing, like, if you go on the spaces, you really, like, there's a voice to the account. Yeah, it's next, it's next level shit, man, like, I think <laughs> when, when you first came on the podcast and I heard you speak, I was like, holy shit, like, I'm talking with Kieran, there's so many people that I'm trying to get to come on, and I think, like you said, because Twitter is typically just text like even bigger accounts are shy you know there's a lot of big accounts that you would never think of who are just like yo can i love what you're doing this is a great idea spaces in general is dope but i don't know if i'm ready and it's like what you don't know if you're ready like ten thousand, you know fifteen thousand followers you know so it's um it is interesting i think i downplay it more than i realize but yeah the goal is to um (laughs) to just grow it have fun you know, it's it, Twitter. Twitter needs yeah. more fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It needs um, it needs that element, and it, it's a really good ad by um Twitter as well. I mean, that's really kind of gonna, especially. I, I was talking to Dakota about this. Is mm-hmm. we're discussing how Twitter's gonna play out in the next few years because yeah, you've got Insta, you've got TikTok, which all are like much bigger now. They're kind yeah. of to a wider audience because people prefer like video, you know, the videos and stuff and the, the pictures. Yeah. But Twitter is going to be huge, I think, leading forward in Web3, crypto. So that's going to be kind of the center point, because where do all these guys hang out? Like, Twitter, exactly. they're all hanging out in spaces. They're all tweeting. Like, it's, it's going to be such a great space, I think, moving forward. I think so, too. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Twitter. Um, and like you said, the next three, four, five years, in my opinion, if you're a content creator and you're willing to be consistent on Twitter on a daily basis or whatever consistent means for you, um, yeah, you're, I'm, I think, I think we're going to get brand deals. I think we're going to get a lot of what these early, yeah. you know what I mean? Like TikTokers and all these other people are getting, I think we're going to get it more because Twitter has existed for so much longer, has so much more data, has so much more, you know, information on who uses their, their platform. So I'm excited, bro. I'm in it for the long term. I, I can tell you're in it for the long term too. It's not a doubt. So it's, it's, yeah, I fuck with Twitter heavy. Yeah, and it's the content creation, right? I really think that is a huge driver on any platform, to be honest. Like, if you're a content creator on any platform, you're kind of in that, you're the 1% catering to the 99. And yeah. that 1% moving moving forward already are getting the brand deals, already are giving mm-hmm. the money. Like, that's where everything's flowing right now, the attention and where attention flows, money flows, right? So Literally, bro. It, there's, no, there's no reason not to be a content creator, like just putting content out in any way like if you don't if you don't like videos then tweet if you don't like writing then video like you know videos or whatever instagram literally does now like there's no, there's no excuse yeah, yeah there's, there's there's no excuse it's perfect for like the, the ideal introvert especially like i used to make up oh, a lot yeah. of excuses you know with content creation because i knew i always wanted to do it but i was like damn fuck i hate instagram like you know i i hate you know, I'm not crazy about TikTok. I've I've done them all, of course, but Twitter is just mm. like the connection value too. It's just like there's not too many other platforms where people will buy people will buy your course off of Twitter just because they interact with yeah. your account every day. Like think they, like it's normal for us. We see it all the time in the space of Twitter that we're in. But like if you think about that and you and I know you already know because I mean you're working with clients. I'm sure you have these conver- these types of conversations like. You can't just do that on Instagram. You can't just post something on Instagram and then put like a link to your product and people are going to just be like, oh yeah, I love Kieran's Instagram or I love Ken's Instagram. Therefore, no. And uh, Twitter is just like... It's not as powerful. Yeah, bro. It's actually interesting because, bro, like, yeah, I completely agree with saying that Twitter has brought in for like what we're doing as well. um, You guys have done some dope shit. So many clients. Like, it's insane, man. Like, the amount of traffic we've had coming through Twitter is just... And the clients that we've had in the last month, it's taken off. 
And Bro. it's almost all been through Twitter. It's almost all been from people on our looking at our accounts and like, okay, I want to work with these guys. It's, it's insane. insane. That's insane. That's like a cheat code. You're not talking. So, okay. Yeah, man. Give me, I, don't, I know this is your podcast, but I don't care. So I need, I need tea. Like I need the, the details. What you're comfortable with saying here. How has the experience been starting the agency with Dakota? What is, what has been, what has it been like? Like, has it been what you expected? Has it been, it's even crazier. Like what's the journey been like so far? Yeah. Well, bro, like we started out and we kind of linked up there and we had like one client already in the pipeline. Yeah. So that was cool. And we kind of just, we, we knew them from, um, well, they were, they, they were launching a SaaS. They were launching a productivity SaaS. They knew the power of Twitter mm-hmm. and we just like, we were, we got started with them. They were the best clients we could have started with and got some crazy results. And then, yeah, man, like it just, all of a sudden we started to get 20 plus people like coming to us wow. through like and life pack for anyone who's got personal brands set up a landing page good copy you know all that practice and then questionnaire like we got a questionnaire mm. and these people fill out and it comes to us like we get it and we reach through it and we understand what kind of person wants us like to work with us it's it's a hack man like it's, it's actually crazy. a hack so and you're right though because you can't do that on other platforms like like insta no. Yes, you can build a personal brand and make a lot of money. Yeah, but it's I hate, I hate using the word saturated, but it is like it you is. see all these fitness guys and like yeah. it is kind of like you're you're putting yourself not in the kind of frame of one, you're putting yourself in a frame of millions. And, so yeah, and it's a, yeah. a I think a big reason for that too, because like, I've spent a lot of time last week thinking about that. I really just feel like Instagram does not prioritize the creator prioritizes the business, right? It prioritizes those ads, you know, how much money they actually make by charging that digital real estate to show those ads. And when you don't, (laughs) when you don't prioritize the creator, um, the platform takes a hit and it's crazy because so many people don't even realize, I think, bro, I think there's going to be a whole wave of people who just come out the woodwork and they're like, Twitter, 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 like two, three years from now, people are literally just going to be bum rushing to Twitter, to Twitter, because like you said, there's just so many perks. I mean, the ability to monetize your followers, people paying, like Patreon, like they, they just, they're so gangster with it. They just took a little bit of everything and they're like, Oh, Patreon, y'all are doing that. Okay. We'll, we'll let our followers, our, um, People, our content creators get people paying for their shit. Oh, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like they're, bro, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, like who's doing that one? And then on TikTok as well, it doesn't work because that kind of personal branding isn't as powerful. Yeah. I think with, um, if you're, a, if you're a business, if you're a business, TikTok's the place to be. Like an yeah. actual business, no, not a personal brand. Mm. So, because I know like Jimmy Farley, yeah, shout out to Jimmy. That dude's a- absolutely killing it. Like, that dude is a whole nother level. And I discussed him on the last podcast. I keep shouting him out. Yeah, he's, dude's nut. On another he's level. amazing. Like, I'm dying to get on a call with him. I spoke to him earlier this week. I'm trying to, like, schedule something. I want to I want to talk to him before shit really, like, goes parabolic because he just sounds... Mm, you guys have been... Is. Yeah, and it's already too late. But he... You guys have been telling me about... You and Dakota have been telling me about him for, like, what? A month, so I'm right. dying to. Yeah. It's still so early. With him. He's it's still like a, yeah. still not fully. Um, people still haven't realized like how how effect like how powerful it is for like kind of yeah um for th- that use of making money. Like Jimmy has for people that don't know, he set up a swimwear brands, and basically it, it's like changes colors you in the water. And his videos are him, like, it's crazy. Like, he's going in the water, like, they're, they're filming, like, how, you know, they put they put the trunks, whatever, or whatever costume stuff in the water, changes color, and they get, like, millions of views. <laughs> well, the highest one, tw- their highest video has 27 million views. Holy like, shit. Tw- Do you know how much money businesses would pay? So much. Like, so to get... Much. To get 27 so million eyes on your products like so that, that much money facebook ads i can't even like quantify how much that would cost like 
tens of thousands, probably in the hundreds of thousands, probably in the six figures. And he, and this guy's doing it on TikTok for free. Like, <laughs> Bro, like this it, <laughs> content creation is in the craziest space ever. Organic ever before. as well. Organic, like, organic, is in the craziest space ever. Holy smokes, that kid is a genius. That kid is a... <laughs> That kid is gonna be making millions of dollars so, like, in the next year, honestly. Like it's oh, well, real. but well, you you and Dakota have been doing amazing things too, though, and especially in the copywriting space. I think a lot of copywriters. So, like, okay, right on Twitter, and I feel like you, Jake, shout out to Jake Victor, Dakota, Grammar Hippie. Like, there's a handful of copywriters who follow this style of offering value on Twitter, right? Not just saying I'm a copywriter. Hey, <laughs> like you guys actually give yeah. actionable steps um, on how you can improve as a copywriter. Like what I'm sitting here interviewing you, but I don't care. Like you're my friend. Um, <laughs> but I've been curious to ask this, like what sparks the inspiration behind creating the types of tweets that you create, which are very actionable, uh, obtainable yeah. steps, you know? Well, here's what you do, right? And it's with anything. You never, you bet you, like, you do get thoughts come to you in your head and you're like, okay, I need to write this down. And that happens. And that happens when you are, like, on your game. But you're not going to have that every single day. So I feel like half, a lot of the time, you've got to create white files. Like, look at what other people are doing. Take, and it's all, if it's a good tweet, it has one idea behind the tweet and you take that idea and then you you're like okay well, the message is this how can i reframe that message to either expand on it simplify it or just frame it in a different kind of context that's how i think that's how i like to think about it i look at what other people are tweeting good people on the space how they have kind of structured their message and then wrote, write in a different way. Like there's loads of different. I know Jake and Melina does this a lot. Like he, she like shows how you can use a tweet and then to use a method of how to like that is proven on Twitter to gain engagement mm -hmm. to do well, turn it into that kind of formatting. So David Perel says that like there's you shouldn't be scared to copy right. because if you copy and then reframe it in your own kind of personality or like structure, then it's not, it's, it's, it's inspiration. Like David Perel says it all the time. It's not like he said something about like, um, if you think that every writer should come up with a like original mm -hmm. idea, think about the teacher who changed your life without coming up with an original idea or something like that. Like facts that they, 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 ne they never, they're, yeah, they're never gonna, you're never going to just, try and reinvent the wheel all the time but you can you do sometimes and that's when you're on your day like you're you know have you ever been in that flow like writing flow where you're just absolutely on point and then you just have these um, ideas coming to your head you're like writing them down yeah there's not enough yeah. space to write it down yeah but but yeah most of the time copy like copy ideas don't copy the, the formatting copy the idea that copy makes the sense message that makes sense bro yeah no you guys are Absolutely demolishing it. I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. I'm so excited. Thanks. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. And um, it's a testament to the hard work that you bring, man. I'm excited to see what next year is going to be like. You got anything planned for next year that you're, like, super Ooh. excited about? That you can say? Traveling. Maybe. Yeah. Traveling. Like, really, like, go around the world. But um, also just, like, learning more. Like, it's been not even a year. It's not even been a year like we've been doing any of this. Like a year ago, I had no idea what copywriting was. I had no idea. And I wouldn't even class myself as a copywriter. I would say I know copywriting. I've learned it. I've spent a lot of time learning it. But I would say I'm just more of like a writer, ghostwriter, whatever you want to call it. Like, of right. course, copywriting plays a huge part into Twitter, like Twitter, writing tweets. Like, you need to know copywriting to be able to write good tweets. Right. Because um, it's, it's kind of the same idea. But... Yeah, like it, I, I, it's hard for too many things, but it's a bunch of things. I love it, man. <laughs> but I love it. But mm -hmm. I, I know you've been in the tw um, crypto space for a while. Like you've been, Heck yeah. I've, how long? How long have you been? You know, 
shoot. Um, I first got in back in 2016, actually. It sounds crazy wow. to say it, but I remember when it was, yeah, I remember when it was like, so for me, I first heard about Bitcoin in 2016. Um, quick story, and I never tell the story, but I had invested in Bitcoin way back when, and I screwed it up. Like I sold right after, because basically I wasn't doing enough research. Maybe there wasn't enough research to do back then um, in my defense, but point is I let someone wiggle me out of my position and I sold right after. At the time, Bitcoin was $500. So I bought, yeah, bro. Can you imagine? Bro, can you imagine? So my homie told me about Bitcoin. He's like, yo, I had like a really offbeat kind of friend, like very hipster guy. He's like, yo, man, I'm telling you, Bitcoin is like this crazy thing. You got to get some Bitcoin, man. He was pretty much telling me he had a neighbor who their whole family operated off of Bitcoin. This is 2016, y'all. So he's like, yeah, man, I don't know what they're doing, but they got all this Bitcoin. Like, I, I don't, the way he was describing it, it sounded like, honestly, like close to hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin. And they were, they were sustaining their life off of Bitcoin. And he's like, I'm telling you, bro, you need to get some. I'm like, okay, okay, you know. So I found, like, what, like, can you imagine in 2016 hearing about crypto and being like, this sounds like a, a, a worthy thing? Like, people were still carrying cash in their wallet. So I did some research on it. I found Coinbase. At the time, Coinbase only had two cryptos, Ethereum and Bitcoin. How crazy is that, bro? I wish I, I wish I, yeah. Yo, bro, I wish I had screenshots of this stuff. So Coinbase was like the sketchiest looking platform you could find back then. Like took a while to load. It's like the, the UX and the UI was trash. Like it just looked sketchy. So you see Ethereum and you see Bitcoin. I don't, rem I did not do any research on Ethereum. At the time, bro, Ethereum was $10, $10. Can you fathom that? Bro, it was so cheap. I was like, nah, this is probably a whack one. Like, I'm not going to even mess with Ethereum. So I get the Bitcoin. <laughs> get it. Get get the Bitcoin. Um, at the time. You actually owned the Bitcoin. I owned I owned half a Bitcoin at the time. I was so broke back then. You know, I was in college still. So that was all the money I had. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, bro. So think about that. Yeah. So I was literally like in school like you, like trying to, you know, scounge up some money, barely had gas money. So I put the money, I buy half a Bitcoin and I'm happy. Like I'm genuinely excited about it. I'm like, yo, this could be like a thing. Who knows, bro? There was no news on Bitcoin. Like, you know, how you type in Bitcoin, nothing came up. So there, I had no yeah. way, I had no way of knowing if it was something, anything, but I was just excited. Right. So I'm like telling people about it, X, Y, and Z. And then this one person was just like, why would you do that? You have no money. Why are you putting your money into this? It's going to sham. You're going to lose all your money. Just kept on hounding me. Broke me down to a point where I was like, you know what? Here I am. I'm just taking advice from my friend. There's no way to look this this stuff up. Like, you know, for all I know, I could be losing all my money. And unfortunately, back then, $250 was a lot of money for me. Like, it was a lot. It meant a lot. So took that money out. Then the end of the next year, it hit 5 k I was like, hmm, $2,500 down the drain. Then the next year hit 17. Then, you know, now it's at what, 50, give or take. And, um, but for me, so like most people would have given up. I was actually excited because I told myself if, if I was right about Bitcoin, then I know I can be right about something else. I know, I don't know what it, what it is. But I, I did the math and then I, I started studying up on Ethereum, studying up on XRP, which you and I talk about a lot and Dakota's obsessed with. Um, Dakota's like obsessed with it, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So so after, yeah, which is, which is dope because a lot of people don't understand XRP. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a small snippet of how I got into, uh, how I got into crypto. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> That's insane. Like you were. Uh, I think that, I think you're the second. Yeah.
My guy, like, yeah. how do you still see that guy? Doesn't want to have these dead teams since. Like, I mean, I kind of lost contact with him. I know how to find him, <laughs> but I, I definitely lost contact with him. I wouldn't be surprised if he has quite a few. Because, again, it was just so early, bro. It was so early, and there were so many opportunities, and still are opportunities to buy, but come on. Would you would you, would you, you jump in at 35K, 50K when you had it at $500? Like, now my psyche is so messed up. I'm like, I, I literally could have been retired by now if I really locked in on it. So hey, I'm well, let's, super... Hey, let's think about that. Like, I'm not trying to be like yeah. a platitude guy. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, you, you could have been absolutely. I wonder what how that family's doing as well. You said had like a See, lot. That's of, who I keep on. That's who they, I keep on. Now you're getting to it. They must be on Bro. a yacht, so like some big nah, they're rich. I'm doing. sure they're rich, and they were but, so low key about it. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, that's um, that's actually insane. But I think. The thing is, right, it's, it's it's a blessing in disguise, maybe, because then you took that hit, and then now, you know, you're in the crypto space, you're learning about yeah. it, putting money in it, and it's I'm still super in so, like, I'm, I'm not <laughs> a genius in crypto, but it is so early, it's insane, like, it's not, yeah. still, still, the 90, like, 90% of people, or maybe, okay, I think a lot, most people know what it is now, but mm-hmm. eight, I've, I think everyone, almost everyone knows what it is now, but yeah. most people are still on in. I'm pretty but sure my, my grandma are. knows. I think my if, if my grandma knows about Bitcoin, I've never asked her up front. <laughs> but if she yeah. knows, then definitely I'd say most people know. And you're right. Yeah. It's, it's it's so early. What are, what are some cryptos you're into? I know we were talking a little bit. You told me about a new one <coughs> that oh, you're man. super into. Um, I freaking love... Like and Dakota got me on this one, and this guy I've also followed this guy on Twitter called C3 Nick, who is a beast. Like he's just his plays are amazing. Mm-hmm. It's called Render. Yeah, Render. I, I love it. Like I, because I, I think with the metaverse, this is how and Dakota described it so well. It's almost like an ETF for the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop playing! You said okay. ETF. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's it's not actually an actual ETF, but it's like an ETF the metaverse uh-huh. because. We all like we all know that Web three and the metaverse, maybe not the metaverse specifically, but like mm-hmm. that kind of well, re- rendering is like kind of a form of video, like filming. Like it's, they use rendering, in, they've used rendering in Spider Man, they've used it in loads of Marvel movies. So it's oh, they're not like promise. This project isn't promising something that's not. They're not going to keep. They're already doing it. Right. right. They're already, but it's it's a. Um, so if the metaverse is going to succeed, they'll need rendering because that's a form of how they, you know, create the, the filming, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and for for the metaverse to succeed, they need rendering. That's why I love this project because I think it's only going to go up. Like for the metaverse, Web3 to succeed and everything, like we're talking about living in a digital world where we need rendering, right? So pretty much that's why I love the project. <laughs> like, and it's... It's so early, like it. It just blew up in the last few months, like a month or two. It was at like two months ago. It was below a dollar. Now it and then it, it peaked at eight. Now it's at three or four. So I'm. Oh no! Nah, I gotta stuck. get in. <laughs> I, I, I've stocked up. I'm gonna stock up more. I love it though. Like I think it's just such. Like I've watched their videos as well. Their press conferences. There, they were on the Ethereum network. I think they're moving on to Solana now. Um. Which for some people that's a good thing because yeah, I gotta get on that. Asked. Where are you, where do you get it at? So it's just gone on Binance actually. So okay, it was on KuCoin. That's where I got it, but it's just come on Binance recently. So yeah, that's a it's on all it's on, on almost every platform except Coinbase. So yeah, you'll find it. I love it, bro. Yeah, no, that's fire. I gotta get I gotta check it out and get on it. That's really cool. Um. I'm sorry. Can you hear my dog? Do you hear like a shaking or a jingle at all? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll okay, good. That. that means I got a good mic. Good, good. Yeah, no, that's super hey. cool. That's super cool. I mean, crypto is going to change the world. It's no doubt. It's already doing it. So I, I definitely want to get into more projects. I've been super into startups too. Um, yeah. 
Oh my goodness, I love startups so much. So I'm st I haven't had time to really look into a lot of them, but that's another great that's another great avenue to get in early and you get a ton of equity if it's the right company. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Something yeah. so now I've got a lot of time. But with, yeah, with crypto, I love XRP as well. I've got like a lot of good amount of XRP. Can't not be buying for a while, but you know, just I think I I agree like with Dakota, I think and you. I listen to your guys' podcast uh, where you're talking about it, and I really think that is a that's gonna that's like a that's just such a usage in the world because it's sort of yeah, bro. Here's, I think here's how you look at crypto: it's almost like marketing, right? Like your good marketing solves a big problem. Yeah, good crypto solves a big problem. Like, is Bitcoin solving a big problem? Maybe exactly, not. I I think, bro. I think XRP is solving a big problem. I think Render is solving a big problem. I exactly. Think, um, I think many. I think there's many coins there with utility that are solving big problems. Like we, yeah. those are those are things that need solving. Like I'm international banking needs solving, right? Like it's one of those things, bro. Like I mean, when things really hit the fan, and like we're looking five, ten years from now, people are gonna look back and say, "Okay, XRP was the winner from the jump." Because even now, they've they've garnered so many partnerships with so many important yeah. financial institutions that it's like. Whether you accept it or not, it, it can't be ignored. People are literally using XRP as an infrastructure right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah five to I ten years. I, you know, I think there's two things holding it back. Like, it's obviously the SEC case, which should be done in a few months, hopefully. But definitely, I think also it's that everyone I've spoken to, like, why they don't like XRP is the centralization. Even though Dakota made a good point that technically Bitcoin is centralized fully centralized like, yeah like it's not and that's that's just emotion that's people's emotions mm -hmm. oh i need the decentralization no you just you, you go where the money is right like the, absolutely like, stop like worrying about like centralization um centralization too much like xrp i know it's i know, i i i'm in some groups of people who freaking love this coin yeah, so maybe i'm sleep and breathe it. programmed to love it <laughs> yeah. like dakota's brother is an absolute like xrp lover like he just loves it and he he knows it inside out i'll check him out on twitter mm -hmm. um cool guy but um i gotta i gotta find his twitter that's crazy <laughs> it's always growing you yeah. know there's they have so much use case and like you said there's so many different i mean they have ripple yep. net they have bro i haven't even kept up you know because it's like every month they're making something new they want to target music they want to target nfts they want i mean they're working to literally take over the world yeah you know, so and they've been around for a while as well. You know, yeah, they have, that, like, they have that experience. Um, they've been doing they've been doing it like since how long have they been around? Twenty, thirteen or fifteen? I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's been about so, like, ten years almost. That's you know something's in it, in it for the long run. Like I think it's a fairly good. I, this isn't financial advice um, for people like listening. But, Word, please yeah, don't. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but like, what what are some other projects? And like, what are you looking at? Kind of, or what are you holding? Like, um, I imagine like Bitcoin, Ethereum. I, I got Ethereum. I I like it. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't bought any for a while, but I feel like it's always going to be there, right? Like, and um, Ethereum too as well. I haven't I haven't looked much into that, but it seems like they're solving a lot of the problems that are currently facing. Yeah. It's holding it back. Like there's, Definitely. You know, main, main thing is uh, gas fees. That's completely just dragging oh, it down. Uh, I feel like those those so gas they, fees. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> those ga damn gas fees. Like it's it's destroy. It's it's messy, kind of messing up the NFT place a bit as well. Like the gas fees. Um, when they fix that, it's a wrap. It's like, yeah, it's 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 going like it, it's it, I can see it hitting Bitcoin heights. So honestly, but um, I think so too. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm super into Ethereum um, as well. Yeah. I have the same exact take. I think they have to fix their gas fees um, or else they're going to have a lot of competition. Solana is uh, definitely trying to gun for their spot. They're just being polite about it. But um, a lot of uh, cryptos have a chance if they're able to limit their gas fees or run on um, another crypto that just isn't you know, using too much in gas fees. So I like Solana for that reason. I like, <clears throat> love XRP. That's my number one. Um, I like Matic a lot, um, also known as Polygon. Um, they're about $2 right now. 
So that's really cool. Um, and I'm into Algorand. Uh, it, they have a great use case as well. Uh, haven't done enough research on them, but I do stake uh, through Coinbase. So that's another valuable. I think, I think honestly, once you go over five cryptos, you really got to start paying attention to what you're investing in. I just don't know if there's five long-term. I don't know if there's more than five long-term cryptos um, that exists at this very moment. That's a clear indicator outside of metaverse, of course. Um, so yeah, metaverse is, I'm sure it's more, but, um, if we're talking no metaverse, non-metaverse, uh, crypto, if you're going, if you have like 10, 15, 20 cryptos that you're excited about, I'm going to be a little worried for you, <laughs> honestly. I think, I think that's the hack where like going from five and just picking projects you like and stacking up on them. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And stacking, like you said, the stacking is the main part, right? Because I used to do this a lot. I would spread myself super thin um, when it came yeah. to investing. And, you know, you get big eyes. You want to just get as much as you can. Um, but I've taken on this new approach where it's like, okay, whether it's stocks, whether it's something else, it needs to be a very small compartment of things and long-term hold um, contributions for as long as I possibly can. So that's my advice to anyone. Well, this is not financial advice. <laughs> um, you know, find something you're passionate about and then try to stick it out for as long as you can. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's the blueprint. <laughs> I'm mean, right there. I mean, yeah, honestly, I think there's so much noise in the space as well. It's, it can be hard to navigate around. That's another reason why I love the Twitter space as well. Because I feel like it's so simplified sometimes. Like sometimes you've just got to buy projects that you see working long term. Yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. Like it's gonna, it might be a bumpy ride, but you got to like keep in. But yeah, that was that. I love that man. Like I lot I feel like XRP. is so much. I guess thrown under the ground a lot. Like ever. Honestly, you. And Dakota, and I remember we were on the spaces, and there was one guy who loved it as well. Mm -hmm. See, everyone, everyone's like, screw everyone it, hates like, it. Nah. everyone hates everyone. it, bro. Yeah, when when the, when yeah. the, when Dakota said <laughs> on oh, my podcast that um that he liked XRP, I like couldn't could not believe it. I don't think I met anyone just like just off the cuff, like just anywhere who genuinely just liked. XRP because it's the thing to hate. It's gonna because it's the winner. People hate on the winners. You know what I mean. People don't yeah. like people don't like LeBron. People don't like you know Sean O'Malley. Like <laughs> people don't like people who win. And I and and XRP, bro. Now now everybody's gonna hate on this and say we don't know what we're talking about. But XRP really is um, the sure shot. I think when you look at its infrastructure and those people who say those things, if you notice, they can never tell you why or like they you tell them about a new project that XRP, that ripple's working on and they had no clue you know so yeah it's one of those things <laughs> yeah that's a great insight i want to talk about blogging though like i wanted to kind of shift away sure like yeah we, i mean we got crypto's cool like yeah, <laughs> the message the message is there and yeah but i feel like we're blogging it's something i've not seen like i feel like uh, what made you pick blogging? Why blogging opposed to not opposed, but you know what I mean? Like, why did you pick blogging? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I always wanted to start a blog, you know, like you said, it's not really popular amongst a lot of people these days, but five years ago, you know, five years ago, I was in college, you know, reading up on all my favorite blogs, which weren't many, but, you know, nerd wallet, the balance, female lead, like, you know, pigeons and planes, whatever it was that you wanted, whether it was music, whether it was culture, a blog used to be where you went to find it, right? And the digital real estate that um, a blog has is still very much so existent. It's just, you have to get a little creative with how you want to make that known. So like, for me, like I started off blogging because I wanted to just start one, but now I've realized that a blog is essentially a power piece. Um, that's what, that's why I feel my blog has become because I've put in over a hundred SEO optimized posts on my blog 
you know, it's been probably, I'd imagine this month will make eight months or seven going on eight months since having a blog, over a hundred thousand views. You know, it's gotten to a point now where I can use my blog as a portfolio piece for when I'm yeah. uh, pitching clients, right? And I think that's something that I try to preach to people when I when they hit me up about blogging. It's like, what do you want to, why are you creating the blog? Like you said, like, are you doing it just because you want to say you have a blog and I'll oh, check out my blog? Or are you trying to offer value um, exclusively off of just your own merit and your own traffic? Because like you mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago when we last spoke, like you look at a medium, right? There's a lot of benefits to starting on medium first and then deciding later if you want to do a blog. And I think to most people, if you're just starting, that's probably a better approach um, because you'll get less discouraged uh so yeah like blogging is very you either like it or you don't um and uh, you're not going to see much out of it unless you get creative and find on different opportunities to leverage your blog so yeah it's 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 an interesting field of writing for sure and it feels like a long-term kind of like project because the best bloggers have been doing it for like a long time but mm-hmm. i feel like it's still really big man and i mentioned medium because i just really like how it's kind of fuzzle is huge like it's yeah medium's huge like, and it's awesome like it's because i feel like it's, it's the same thing like you're still blogging like you're doing if you write the exact same way as you would in a blog but you kind of get that tangible you know you build you build a personal brand through medium, exactly so cool like that's just it's, it's fire. It's social media. It's social media for blogging. Exactly. So, like if, like in retrospect, I think I would have probably dabbled in Medium first if I knew what I was doing and had a better idea of where I felt like I fit when it came to content creation. Um, but I never thought my blog would even grow to what it grew to either. So at the same yeah. time, it's like, it's just one of those things. It's really ironic. I think when you're a creator and you're just genuine about your intentions and you don't have this, you know, end goal and how you're going to monetize when you don't have everything in a perfect slate um things have the biggest chance of doing well so um i think about medium still to this day but uh you know it's one of those things you you either are all in on it or you're doing a ton of other different things yeah. too so it's it's blogging is definitely a long term yeah and have you ever thought about maybe like moving, what you could do is like move your blog over to Medium, have them both maybe running. So if you post a blog, you can put it on Medium, right? That's exactly what I think about. Blog. Yeah, that's exactly what I think about. I'm actually trying to work on that now, and um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's like an integration code. That's all you need. I'm sure it's very simple, <laughs> but I'm I'm like struggling to like put it together. I had a follower of mine offer to help, um, so I have to really get on it um and just and just centralize everything because people would definitely i'm sure tune in and and you know what else you know what else it is like what's the hook right you think about gary v jab jab right hook i've never read the book but i've heard it enough to get the gist to anyone who wants to create right you have to might not think about it yet but you want to understand where your audience is coming from and what you want to do with that audience. Are you just growing to grow, which is what a lot of people do, or are you growing to have a means to an end? And when I first got on Twitter, I didn't know I was capable of growing um, an audience and, and really a community. But now it's like, what's the next step? People know Ken, people know Kieran, people know when they go on, on, on these accounts, they're going to get value what is the next step and then what okay you give value well now you're in this tier with it's an exclusive tier don't get me wrong but there's several other people who do the same thing that you do right so with the blogging for me it's like what's that next step we we know that i can blog we know people some people like blogging a lot i mean i get dms every single day from people who want to blog how are you going to help those people now you know so it's like even now, like I have a daily conversation with myself, like, are you going to streamline, you know, 
yourself everywhere and your content everywhere, or are you going to have it all in one place, whether that's the blog and Twitter, and are you going to start helping these people who are asking you every single day, yo, I love your shit. Help me. I have a question, you know? So yeah, <laughs> that's what and I think about. I think it separates actually. Something I've really found in the last few weeks and just kind of observed on Twitter as well. It's what separates like the, Different creators is entertainment so because true. like everyone's educating, everyone's exactly. educating on Twitter, everyone's everyone's enter- I think on Instagram everyone's entertaining on Twitter everyone's educating. Yeah. How can you twist that? Like I, I, there's some people like there's someone who posted a thread and it was like how you can make 10k a month business and like someone could have just said oh how you get to 10k a month that's educating. Right. How can you make it to 10k a month in with three hours of work or something like that? Something that catches your eye is entertainment or like how I, how, you know, how I, this is obviously maybe not true, but how is it, how I um, land a client while, you know, in a, on a plane, like, you know, it's something right. different. It's entertaining. It's catching the eye. It's exactly. the same thing that people see 10 times. So that's going to be something that I'm going to try and focus towards like now, like, maybe 2022 as well is the yeah. kind of entertainment aspect because yeah. people still want to be entertained. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like don't get me wrong. Like people want to be entertained and you've got to entertain them. And then that's how you educate them. I think exactly. I mean, that's how you really, the best tweets, blogs, the ones that have fully blown up are the people that have entertained. Like they've really nailed something, a headline or whatever it is and entertain yep. people and draw them in. It's true. So maybe bro. that's a move. Yeah. And authenticity, you know, people want the truth. They don't want perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. You know? oh, man. They don't want perfect. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. What well, I just wanted to say, so I've been drafting, what I wanted to say was like, for example, if you're writing a blog, top 10 productivity hacks. Well, everyone's seen that. Like, probably people exactly. that part of the time. Like, you could say, uh, like, I'm just trying to swing off, off the spot here, but like, top 10 productivity, like, how. How to be productive even if you're lazy, like a lazy, right. lazy like me, or something like that. Even if you're you're a lazy puck like me, you know, like it's it's different. Exactly. Like you know, it's the thing that catches your eyes. So exactly, bro. Yeah, it's it's authenticity and entertainment is will forever be the winning formula. You know, that's that's all it comes down to. So I couldn't agree more. It's something that I tapped into a lot, uh, even just with my last month and a half on Twitter. And I think that's what's been the biggest, one of the many reasons why I've been able to grow a little bit more than before. Um, I was chasing perfection and not really taking in mind the power of authenticity. People don't want the perfect tweet every single day. People don't want the, 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 the large amounts of wisdom in every single comment. Like you said, in the place of Twitter, in the space of Twitter we're in, that's, it's almost a guarantee at this point, right? If you're not doing it, someone else is. So when you can be entertaining, when you can post what you've had for lunch or talk about a funny story where something happened or talk about a failure, it just stands out that much more. So yeah, put yourself on that percentage higher. Just by that's what's it. That's what's it, bro. So it's like, and that's why I like the spaces too, because it's like I get to. We all, honestly, because it's really not just me, but we all, and you and yourself included, like we all get to just talk about everything like outside of just the typical what you see on your feed so yeah people have to take more advantage on twitter with that for sure stop talking about your goals all the time and your accomplishments yeah no that no i did that this actually last week and it did really well like kind of the Mm -hmm. like just saying how my week went yeah people love it people love it it. even the, the shit dakota posted I think it was yesterday with the journal entry. I don't know if you saw it. And he was like talking about, it was actually crazy. Like he wrote about how he just bought like his first course. I don't know if it was Dan Cole's oh, yeah. course or what. Um, but, and I think he said he had charged his client like a hundred dollars for the first time or something like that. And then like the tweet itself was like, you know, now it's crazy. Cause like literally we're making 10 K a month, you know, doing, the agency yeah. stuff or whatever. It was really simple, but it was like, wow. He showed a completely different layer of himself, 
you know, through that. And I think it's so fun when I see my friends and just other creators in general do stuff like that. Like people love the vulnerable shit, man. So it's exciting. Yeah. And another, like, I think just one thing I want to mention is when you're like wanting to build like a online brand, focus on one platform until you reach maybe 10K, 20K, 30K, I think. Maybe mm. even more if, that, if you want to that. And then go to other platforms. So, Because then it's so easy to repurpose your content because first of all, you've got that traffic coming to the other platforms. For example, you're on Twitter, you build to... Dan Coaston is real well. You build to 50K, 60K, 70K. Then you're on Instagram and you're just he's blown up like 30K. Like yeah. it's so easy. He's got a podcast. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's, he can repurpose like stuff across platforms. Yeah, it's genius. It's, yeah. it's honestly genius. And he's not nearly as burnt out because he already has content that he's created versus someone, right. e someone even like, it, yeah. yeah, you know, even someone like me, like I started early because I wanted to get the experience and it's good. But now I've got the experience. Well, now you, guess what? A podcast still has to come out. You've had enough listeners yeah. now where it's like, and had I waited like the same way he did, it's like, that would have been a lot easier. Even if I just waited till 5k, like, like pretty much what you did, like I would have been best off um, doing it, but you live and you learn and, and you get the perspective that way too. So ain't nothing wrong with it. Just go out and do it. I think. I love it, man. Yeah, man. I am. Um, this has been great. I've loved this conversation and me too. Homie. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, what do you have? Where can people find you? What do you have to promote? Oh, sheesh. Yeah. Um, well, people can find me on Twitter, uh, at mindful money 24 seven. Yeah. That's my Twitter. And then I have a podcast as well, which you've been on, which I'm so happy you came. Uh, called Mindful Money Matters. Uh, that's the podcast. You'll see it. It's like a little picture of me or whatever. And then the spaces. I think that's probably the one that excites me the most, quite honestly, because it's just so much fun. No strings attached. Tons of creators. We've had you on there. We've had Dakota. We've had Danco. We've had Matt Romanic. I mean, we've, we've had so many people, um, all in one sitting, just laughing, talking giving great advice. So, uh, that's every Sunday, 9 30 AM Eastern central time every single Sunday. So, um, don't be shy to pull up if you see it on your, on your Twitter. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it, bro. Really appreciate it, man. I, I hope you have, yeah. I hope Hell you yeah, keep growing. Let's keep growing. And yeah, guys, this was Ken. Thank you for listening. Laters. Thank you.